Good morning. It's good to be in God's house. If you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Uh, thank God today uh, for His Holy Spirit, uh, for His wonderful grace and mercy. Uh, junior choir, young people, y'all done an amazing job. Uh, the adult choir, you sung all my favorite songs. It's a good day, amen? Uh, the Bible said, uh, David wrote to us, he said, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And uh, I'm thankful this morning that I'm saved, uh, that I know Jesus Christ in the free pardon of sin. You know, we often as preachers, we say this, we say, if you don't know Jesus in the free pardon of sin... Uh, and, I, I, you know, I think a lot of times that people don't really understand what we're saying. Uh, but I, I, I'm glad that I know Jesus in a sense where he knows me in my perfectness and he does not only know me in my sin because he has pardoned me and covered me and, and I'm sealed and kept by his love, by his mercy and through his grace. Therefore, I have been pardoned. Amen. There, uh, that, uh, uh, that weight and that judgment and uh, that anguish and adversity uh, doesn't lie in my life anymore. And I'm glad today that, uh, that uh, uh, through his amazing grace and through his amazing love uh, that I know what it is to be forgiven. Amen. Uh, listen, and not only forgiven, but, uh, but purified and sanctified and justified. Uh, and one of these days I'll be glorified. Because he has pardoned me from my sin. And uh, listen, I'm a little wound up this morning. It's good. Amen. I think it does a fella good every once in a while to get his clock wound. And uh, uh, I, I, I want to enjoy God's service in God's house this morning. Uh, and I want you to enjoy it. Amen. Uh, I really do. But uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15... Uh, I believe I quoted this in preaching uh, last Sunday or Sunday ago, and uh, the Lord laid this on our heart this morning, uh, just really one word, and uh, it, it encompasses a lot uh, about who Jesus is, what Jesus has done for us, uh, especially in, uh, uh, in accordance with the doctrine that we hold to. But uh, you pray for us here for just a few minutes. We're going to read uh, a few verses, and I've got a few other places marked throughout the Scripture uh, that we might flip and read. So uh, bear with us. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, starting reading in verse number 54, uh, and this kind of picks up at the end of a thought. Uh, I encourage you when you go home today to read uh, in its entirety the entire 15th chapter. But uh, in 54, the Bible reads, So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. And I want to preach on victory this morning. Uh, but in verse 55, the scripture reads, O death, where is thy sting? These are questions. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And we believe that be all that God have us to read in your hearing this morning. We pray that God richly add his blessing uh, to the reading of, of his word. 
But uh, now listen, as we look at this scripture right here, and uh, uh, Corinthians, what a wonderful book this is, but in 1 Corinthians in this 15th chapter, uh, there's a, a, a lot of doctrine that is laid for the New Testament church, not just for the Baptist church, but it laid for the New Testament church. And uh, as we get into this, we, we begin to understand that as the gospel uh, is related to the early church, and not only to the early church, but to us, uh, we begin to... Uh, we get begin to understand the power of the gospel. Amen. What is the gospel? The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. What is the good news of Jesus Christ? Well, the good news is, uh, as we stated earlier, that we now have a pardon, that we have a mediator, we have a substitute, we have a Passover, we have somebody who stands in our stead to be a sinner for us, not because of his sin, but because of mine. So, as we back up right here in verse 54, let's lay this out. The Bible says, so when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption. So, when is this speaking directly to? This is speaking directly to death. Amen. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 9, 27, for it's important unto man once to die, but after this, the judgment. I love verse 28. Amen. But unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Amen. Hey, listen, if you continue to read the scripture, there's hope behind those words. Amen. So listen, uh, as we read right here, it says, So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality. Uh, listen, so these things must come to pass. Do you understand that? Listen, a corruptible, uh, a corruptible body, a sinful body, a sinful individual, listen, is not, will not, and cannot go to heaven. Now listen to this. And this mortal shall have put on immortality. Because we're in this mortal uh, uh, carnal body, listen, this body cannot go to heaven. Amen? This body can't go. Our sin can't go. So listen, we as the church today, and listen, yes, it is a sad, it's a sad reality when we have to bury somebody. But hey, we as the church that are saved by God's amazing grace, hey, hey, listen, I've said this many times. If I go home, I have to go through the grave. Amen. So listen, when I die, Tommy, don't weep over me, but rejoice because I have been liberated and this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality. Amen. Hey, it's a home-going celebration. The only way I can get there lest Jesus come is to go through the grave. Amen. It's sad. Boy, it's sad. Amen. It's, it's hard. Listen, I preached the funerals and looked into the faces of mamas and daddies who are burying their children. I listen, and I've often said at those uh, types of settings that we as parents are not supposed to bury our children according to nature. But I'm going to tell you something. No matter, listen, I'm glad that through the word of God, we have hope. 
Amen. Listen, if you read in the first portion of this chapter, uh, uh, Paul said, if I had hope in this life only, I'd be of all men most miserable. But hey, my hope is not in this world because my victory is in Jesus. Amen. And because my victory is in Jesus. Hey, he told Pilate, he said, if my kingdom were of this world, then would I fight? He didn't fight for this world. He fought for the world that is unseen. Amen. I'm glad I'm going. Amen. To an immortal, incorruptible home where sin has never darkened the doors of that wonderful, glorious place. Listen, can you imagine what it'll be like in heaven? Listen, as much as we love each other in the church, amen, we still fight, don't we? We still argue. There's still jealousy prevalent, and uh, listen, uh, listen to all these things and sins that uh, encompass, and uh, listen, they swallow us up, and uh, listen, the burdens of this world and the obligations, the financial obligations, uh, listen, all these materialistic things. But I'm glad one of these days uh, when I go to heaven, uh, I'm leaving it all behind, amen, uh, because this corruptible. Uh, Listen, these infallibilities or these fallibilities that follow me in this life, I'm leaving behind. I looked up the word victory in Webster's Dictionary, uh, and it says success over a battle. Success over a battle. I want to I want to say something and I want to encourage you this morning to have faith and to have hope Listen, as I said a few weeks ago, listen, uh, when I got saved by the grace of God, I, listen, I, I'm not looking for eternal life. I have. I am an inheritor. I hold eternal life because of his grace that I have believed on through my faith. I, listen, he sealed us until the day of redemption. According to the word of God. So listen, we, we are, the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8, for we are more than conquerors, amen, through him that loved us, amen. I, I'm going to tell you what, listen, we all need to get saved to stand up and do jumping jacks one, amen. I, I, listen, I'm telling you, friends, I, listen, do you understand that we are conquerors, that we are victors, that we are the inheritors of joy and of mercy and of grace and of we are but we sit here so often and we engage ourselves listen and we fall into the trap that we so often do and we fall under the uh, uh, the obligations that we have entangled us in this world and listen we often forget that we are inheritors listen not only of uh, listen all those things but we are inheritors of a perfect sinless land where a perfect sinless savior uh, listen will rule and reside over us for eternity 
Amen. You can't go through eternity. Amen. We sing the songs all the time. We say it. But when I get up there and we go all through eternity, eternity ain't a day. Amen. Listen, you can't go through something that don't have a beginning or an end. Amen. We will be in eternity, which is a state of the presence. Uh, You know how ice is a solid form of liquid. Listen, salvation in heaven in eternity is a state of living that we are and that we will be for eternity. I like them early spring, late fall, you know, wake up in the morning, it's 50s, maybe need a light jacket, t-shirt, cloudy blue skies, amen. That's what heaven's going to be forever. Hey, I, I remember one time uh, talking to Annie Ruth and uh, listen, and there's a lot of debates often brought up about what heaven will be and how it will be and we got in a big discussion one night at Bible study about various things, and she just sat over there quiet. And somebody finally asked, said, Aunt Ruth, what do you think about this? She said, I'm going to tell you one thing. There'll be no disappointments in heaven. Amen. You can argue about it. You can talk about it. You can speculate. But I promise you, when you get there, you will not be disappointed. Amen. And that settled that argument, amen, and we moved on. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, but the, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, so then shall be brought to pass the same that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Now these are questions. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Listen, and we ask these questions. Listen, and we see our loved ones uh, as they go through this life and cancer is rampant. And uh, listen, we see all man, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and uh, all manner of diseases that consume what we would say and what we think to be godly individuals whom we love. Amen. Listen, but I'm telling you, friends, it don't matter. We don't know what we will have to go through to get there. But I don't know about you, but whatever it is, I'm willing to go through it because of what I will receive in victory. Whatever that is. Amen. Victory. Listen, success in a battle. We are victors. Hey, that should mean something to us. Amen. Romans, as we quoted a minute ago, Romans in the 8th chapter, in the 30, uh, I guess the 35th, 36th verse, he said, For we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Paul said, I love this verse. He said, For I am persuaded. Amen. 
You know, when you have victory, you have a certain aroma of persuasion about you, don't you? Amen. Listen, you remember as kids when you were on the ball team or something, listen, listen, and victory and you continue to win, listen, that, that aroma, that, that sound, it resonates. Amen. And people, listen, people begin to fear that you're coming because you're victors. Amen. And Paul, listen, he wrote these words he wrote from the book of from Ephesus when he was chained in the 6th chapter of the book of Ephesians. Listen, he said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Then he began to demonstrate of the armor of God. He said, put on the whole armor of God that you may may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace of Above all, the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And he wrote that from a jail cell to his people because you know why? Because he had victory. Amen. In First Peter, he wrote to him. he said, listen, he said, but thanks be unto God. Hey, listen, he said, I've fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. I've finished my course. Henceforth, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me in that day, and not to me only, but all them who love his appearing. And he wrote that from jail just before he was killed. And then in Romans, he said, but I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus my Lord. He said you know why? Because I've got victory. So we complain about what we have and what we don't have. Paul, I don't know why I'm preaching on Paul so much this morning. Paul wrote this. In addition to all that, he wrote from jail once again he said I listen he said he said I've learned in whatsoever state I'm in therewith to be content. Amen. But do you know when he wrote those words, he wrote those words after. The Bible said that he sought the Lord thrice to remove the thorn from his flesh. And the the Lord told him, he said, the thorn in your flesh is a messenger sent from Satan to buffet thee. But listen, he said, my grace is sufficient for thee. Amen. Oh, listen, when we come to the full realization and understanding, listen, we may not have everything we want. We may not be everywhere or we may not be in life we may not succeed to the level we think that we're worthy or we should but we've got to understand that we are conquerors amen we are victors because of Jesus well preacher I wanted to be this 
Paul wanted to be a lot of things. He was trained at the feet of Gamaliel, one of the smartest and most cloutful, I guess, Pharisees of that day and time. Listen, he was the hierarchy. He had all control, all power. Paul was trained at his feet as far as educationally. He had everything a man could ever want. Amen. Listen, you can throw, listen, Georgia Tech, Stanford, listen, whatever, Harvard, all the Ivy Leagues, and all these things that we compare Let's, we compare success to today. Amen. Do you understand that? We, we, we say that we're successful by what we have conquered or what we have done in carnal. Amen. But Paul could have had it all. Amen. Hey, listen, he was a successor uh, to take over the pharisaical court. Uh, listen, because of his lineage and because of his training. But he said, I count all these things as dogs that I may win Christ. And probably the smartest man recorded in New Testament. You know what? Do you understand to be a Pharisee, you had to be able to recite word for word the first five books of the Bible in its entirety. Listen, listen, he had he had wealth and he had knowledge and he had all these things. But listen, listen, all those things he never put to use physically carnally in this world, but he used the spiritual gifts that God gave him. And he was a tent builder. Listen, and little did he know 2,000 years from the day that he said I count all these things as dung that I may win Christ he had no idea that, the, that his life that he led would be preached to you and to me as a witness about Jesus This might seem small in comparison, but I preached on the radio for years. <clears throat> I never got a phone call. I never got a letter. <clears throat> and I thought, you know, I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm going to quit. <clears throat> and I called the radio station. And I told Mike, I said, uh, Run me one more month, and I'm coming off. I'm, I'm done. <clears throat> and he forwarded me an email from a woman that was from Georgia who, by circumstance of military, had wound up in Hawaii. And she said, I just want you to know that I wake up at 3 o'clock every early Three o'clock in the morning, Saturday night, Sunday morning. She said, I get up at three o'clock every Sunday morning just so I can listen to the radio program. What I'm saying is this. We're pre-programmed in this life to judge our success over the results that we see. Aren't we? We only do, we only done a good job if we can see that we've done a good job. But I tell all these men sitting on the front bench, if, if you're getting into preaching for that same reason, you might as well quit before you ever start. 
But it's those emails that you get years later. And years later, after you run a revival somewhere back up in the mountains that you forgot about, and you're out eating supper, and the little boy then, the grown man now, comes up to you and says, Preacher, I just want to thank you for preaching to me. Amen. Don't quit. Don't give up. Amen. Don't falter and don't fail because we have victory in Jesus. Well, preacher, there, there's not as many coming now as there used to be. And uh, listen, we just come up with excuse after excuse after excuse. Listen, if we want to live in the negative of the gospel, listen, I believe today we've got a lot of Friday Christians. Amen. They live, they live in the crucifixion. Hey, there's more to the story. Amen. There was victory on Sunday. Start living like it. Amen. Revelation chapter 1. Let's let's read that. Amen. Revelation chapter 1. I love... uh, This portion of scripture right here in verse number 12, we'll start reading the Bible says, listen to this, this was John in the spirit on the Lord's day while he was exiled to the Isle of Patmos. And listen, they said, you're worthless, John. uh, Listen, we're just going to kill you so you be quiet in this gospel mess. We'll stop. Little did John know that's exactly where God wanted him. Amen. Look at me for a minute. Preacher, I don't know why I'm here in my life. I don't understand the circumstances in my life. I don't understand the problems in my finances. I don't understand. Lord, I'm trying as hard as I can, and I just don't understand. Let me tell you something. John didn't understand when they tried to boil him in a basin of oil and the oil wouldn't boil. So they said, we'll starve him and exile him. I'd listen to just, just throw him out there on the island of Patmos till he dies. But that's exactly where God wanted him so God could use him. And John said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And he penned these words. Hey, can you imagine this? I just want to lay the stage real, real good for you because we get down, don't we? And we say, Lord, why am I at this place in my life? Lord, I've been good to you. Lord, I've served you. And I don't understand why I'm having to uh, uh, face the things that I am right now. John was the only one who stood with him at the cross. Stood with his mother. Because he loved his Savior. And look where it got him. And we might say, well, I'm sure John thought within himself, why am I here? They're just going to throw me out here and kill me. Can you imagine this? Listen, I want you to crawl in the boat with me, and I want you to be John for just a minute because I want you to understand just how good this is. 
So you're at the lowest point of your life. Are you with me? You're at the lowest point of your life. You can't understand. Lord, I've stuck with you. Lord, I've preached your gospel. Lord, I've took care of our mother. I've done everything you asked me to, and I can't understand why I'm here. And then he said, and I turned to see the voice that spake unto me. Amen. Listen, he's at the lowest point of his life, and Jesus speaks to him in a voice. And the Bible said, when he turned around, uh, listen, well, listen, when, when he turned around, God, listen, he, uh, by his wonderful power, turned the Isle of Patmos into the throne of God. Listen, he said, in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one likened to the Son of Man, glowed with a garment down to the foot and girt about the paps with a golden girl. Now can you imagine when you're down and you're downtrodden and you're beaten down and you don't understand why and you turn around and you hear the voice and you look and you see the Son of God in all of His glory. And He said His hairs His head and His hairs were white like wool as white as snow and His eyes were as a flame of fire. And his feet, listen to me. I want you to be John right now. And his feet like under fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice. Can you imagine this? His voice as the sound of many waters. All of a sudden you turn around. You see the Son of God, and he describes, to, uh, he describes Christ uh, as the high priest as best he possibly can. His voice is surrounding him, and the presence of God is bigger than he is. And the Bible said, and he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. Now listen to this. Now, you're John, and his Bible says, and when I, and when I saw him, I felt his feet is dead. All of a sudden, uh, all those questions, why am I here? Why am I doing this? They're, they're related and they're answered and they're understood and all in one fell swoop. And all of a sudden we fall to the Savior's feet in unworthiness. And he laid his right hand upon me. Fear not. I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead and am alive forevermore. Amen. And behold, I have the keys of hell and of death. Amen. We have victory. Amen. Listen, I want to read this and I'll be done. Y'all come on with the song when you get ready. Listen to this. I love Revelation chapter number 15. And the Bible says, verse 1, And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having seven last plagues, for in them is filled up the wrath of God. Listen to this. Boy, I'm telling you what a picture this is. And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass. 
a sea of glass mingled with fire and them that had gotten the victory over the beast and over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name stand on the sea of glass having the hearts of God and they sang the song of Moses salvation and redemption amen uh, listen and the song of the Lamb saying great and marvelous are thy works Lord God Almighty just and true are thy ways thou king of saints victory you listen to me if you are saved by God's grace you have victory It don't matter what the doctor reports. Amen. The doctor can tell you that death is imminent, but Jesus said, don't worry, my child, you have victory. Amen. Listen, they tell us, uh, well, uh, uh, a preacher or friend or person, uh, uh, listen, uh, uh, all that you have will be uh, taken and repossessed uh, uh, and you'll have nowhere to be and nowhere to go. And Jesus said, I I have not a place to lay my head. Amen. Uh, Listen, uh, he said, the foxes have their dens, the birds have their nests, but the Son of God hath not a place to lay his head. Uh, Listen, but I promise you through his power, and through his endurance you have victory stand to your feet y'all come with a song I don't know your heart this morning I don't know where you stand with God just to be honest I don't know if there's somebody in the house this morning that, that may be struggling with something in their lives and you may, you may be here this morning saying preacher I don't understand why You know, to see the, the to see the things that John saw, you have to get in the same place he was at to see them. So it might seem hard. It might seem listen, and, and I, I've expressed this many, many times over the years. Because uh, pastors and preachers, they often get up there from the pulpit, and we make these. Bold declarations through the scripture that are true. And you're on the outside looking at me saying, Preacher, you don't know what's going on in my life. And you don't know what I'm going through. And you don't know my troubles. And you don't know my adversities. And I'm going to tell you something. No, I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand uh, what it is to suffer some of the loss that you have suffered. I do not understand it. I couldn't tell you because I've never experienced it. But I've got a Savior who calmed the seas when there was a storm raging. I have a Savior who pulled a man from the waves when he declared for help. I have a Savior who raised the dead. Amen. And before he raised the dead, he wept at the tomb. So he knows what it feels like to lose one. But he also knows what it feels like to raise one. Amen. I don't understand. I don't know. But I can tell you one thing. He does. Victory. We have victory.